Testing, one, two, three, testing. I need you to speak a bit. Can you say words? I'm not I'm not doing scap. this podcast with a droid. Uh, it's a it's a uh, Oh you don't think Scatman probably is a, a person? Excuse me. Uh, yeah. I've already started recording. Oh yeah? Yeah, we're just gonna this is, this is our, our very romantic we, Valentine's Day. <laughs> just start. straight to the point yes. talking about love, right. romance. Sometimes all kinds of love and romance. All all kinds. Today is Valentine's Day. Happy That's Valentine's true. Day Valentine's to all the people there listening to this uh, to I'm gonna, you and your loved ones all of your loved ones um, and it's not just about you know that, that romantic love it can be platonic love you can give your, your best friend a valentine if you like um, just you know if you want to make things weird in a relationship sure. yeah that's fine yeah. Uh, just if you have like one of those those cards that that defines exactly what the complicated relationship yeah. is uh, I feel like these one days... One of those very long, like, legal size <laughs> Valentine's Day cards, which explains every single yeah, yeah, aspect yeah. of love, yeah. It's like, yeah, we met once a few years ago, and yep. we've kind of been friends, and we've yep. kind of done things here yep. and there, but we're not exactly official, but I just yeah. wanted to let you know I was thinking right. about you today. Yeah. And that's, that's you where... You really got to search for that one at the pharmacy. <laughs> well, I feel like that's where it's at with with uh, love and relationships oh, mo- these in days. In the modern day? Yeah. In the modern day. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know the show Grownish? Yes. Right, so in Gronish, there's this there's this moment. Um, I have never watched the whole show, but there's a moment where um, they're talking about why Drake is so popular with okay. millennials and Gen Z, right. and it's because different Drake songs can communicate those different feelings that you're trying to communicate. Aspects, yes. yeah. yeah, and that's kind of how people approach art um, mm-hmm. and romance. In art, is mm-hmm. they 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 use that as the the way to get their message across to people. So that's why we're talking today about. The greatest love stories ever told. That's Those true. movies that can just say the words that you have no ability to say yourself. Yes. Um, brilliant script. A, a, a really depressed Hollywood scriptwriter can some can someday come up with a scene in a series of words that, yes, that truly capture a special moment. Yeah. And um, I just would like to take this moment to thank my lovely wife, who is now setting up my lumbar support. Yep. Because I injured my back recently. Yep. And... Um, this is our Valentine's Day episode, by the way. So I'm just, I'm, I'm shouting you out because mm-hmm. I love you very much. Mm-hmm. You're the light of my life, mm-hmm. my better half. She's, mm-hmm. Why is she giving me those eyes? Oh, I don't know. Is there... Well, I mean, you did degrade her to girlfriend on her last, uh, hey, last, mm, she last doesn't, episode. She didn't listen to that. Shut oh, she up. didn't? Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Spoilers. It was a slip of the tongue. I said girlfriend by mistake. I was talking about like a memory from when you were my girlfriend. What, what was that? That's, that's bad wing, wing manning. Oh. You're, you're a bad Oh, I'm friend. sorry. No, your, your, your wife does not listen to the show. That's even worse. That's even worse wife. In that's fine. She, she's, she's got lives to say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, listen, like all our listeners, you must listen as the episode drops every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, you've got to listen to it. As we all know. If it drops on the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about the greatest love stories ever told. Uh, Bam and I have chosen two films, one each, where we just think this encapsulates everything about love. Yeah. And what, we, what these movies have to say about love, we really like. In, in the Movie Man Dem um, group chat, the group, of course, consisting of me and Damien, yeah. uh, I called or shots, I called the legacy and longevity of the show very early, and I said, every year when we do a Valentine's Day special, mm-hmm. every single year, we are just picking one movie each. Yep. And every single year, we're just going to pick one movie each and for the both of us. This is, uh, this is 
Volume one, volume one of the greatest That's love right. stories ever That's told. That's right. Volume one of 50. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 50 years. However long this podcast trend keeps up. Yeah. All right. So uh, how we want to do this? You want to start with 10 things? Yeah. All right. So tee it up for me. What is making 10 things I hate about you? One of the greatest love stories. There's a lot of love stories out there. There is many. There are so many. Yeah. This was probably, to be honest, the hardest episode to prepare for. Really? Of all the episodes that we have done. Really? I mean, I don't think there's been one before this. Have you seen the film, Good Sir? More difficult. 10 Things I Hate About You? Yes. No, I have. I have. Okay. No, it, it, well, as in, about it? No, no. As in me choosing my film. Oh. Out of the hundreds right. of great I'm sorry. Is there stories. not a lot of love in your life? There's is a lot of love in my life. That you cannot um, readily reach out to art? There's a lot of love. Brit, don't seem to say about that. She's really sulking <laughs> she, in the corner just, there. She's just kissing not her giving, teeth. Not giving off of um, good vibes. I, 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 don't, mm. I don't know what I did, but I'm sure mm. I'll find out. Mm. Um, mm. But no, it was difficult to, to kind of nail down what is the is movie. Is it because your life is so filled with love? Exactly. That to pinpoint down a singular film. What express The love that I feel that to right. define it in right. one film is so difficult yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, but See, I'm a good wingman. Yeah, th- thank you very much. Okay. You, you've redeemed yourself. Um, good job. Yes. But 10 Things I Hate About You, you've chosen it. Yeah. Tell us why. Okay. So, 10 Things I Hate About You, a, a touchstone slash Disney production, oddly enough. I saw okay. this on Disney Plus Friday night. Weird. Really? Real weird, real weird right? The, that is, this movie has way too much about sex for it to be on Disney Plus. Here's the thing. Disney Plus, in, the fact that Disney is this mega conglomerate that owns all these things, yeah. they will have accidentally made very good movies for adults. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Upon the banner. The Punisher... Warzone yes. is oh, now on Disney Plus. A thousand percent. A yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. A dread. A guy with dreadlocks get his head blown off in that yeah. movie. In he midair. Parkours and then he gets blown up with a rocket launcher. Great stuff. Great stuff. Disney production. <laughs> um, right. So so this is uh, a touchstone film. Uh, it was it's it's it came up in that really sweet nineties rom com era where like all of a sudden somebody had the great idea. Well, I think it was it was a Baz Luhrmann mm-hmm. made Romeo and Juliet. Right. And I think all of a sudden all these Hollywood producers were like, "Oh, the kids are really into Shakespeare right now. Okay. How about we take a Shakespeare film, put it in their modern day mm-hmm. and have it be set at a high school?" Mhm. So you had um oh, you had 10 things I hate about you. You had um well, I mean, if you're going to be making a, a romance film, Shakespeare is not a bad place to go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's that dude when it comes to romance of a certain yeah, era. The, 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 man, the man had style class. Yep. Um, could, could write a witty, witty retort. Mm-hmm. Um, so A sonnet or two, if you will. A sonnet or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so this movie came out and it was just one of those, like, this is one of the things that just like really I I think of all the other Shakespeare adaptations, cash grabs, you can call them. Yeah. Um <laughs> rom com cash grabs. Like that movie, um, is it anonymous? About yes, the guy who was, was secretly the guy behind yeah, all the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Shakespeare yeah, yeah, plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um even um Shakespeare in Love. Yep. You could say? Yeah. So there's all these there's all these like films coming out and uh, this one really captures it because like a, I watched this like as 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 a a, a wee little ten eleven year old, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where like, I think it was one of those great turning points for me, where it was just like, it was no longer there are boys movies and there are girls movies. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, this thing. Why does this thing have all the things I like in it? Yeah, and um, 
you know what oddly also did that? American Pie, weirdly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it, because like, even though it was like boys jokes, I was thinking it did like, concentrate heavily on the women of the film more mm-hmm. so than like previous things would. Yeah. And okay. That kind of, and that that gave my like dumb ten year old brain like, oh, are women people too? <laughs> Like American you, you, you Pie know, you know, yeah. is a film that taught you kind of women have a, have agency. Kind wow, of. interesting. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> and you know that movie is a thing by itself. Yeah. But uh, whatever but it no, does, it, whatever it, does it, it, it's 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 sparked in my dumb ten year old brain. Sure. Like, right. Um. But now, come back to ten things I hate about you. Uh, this is first of all phenomenal bang up cast. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Julia Stiles. Mm-hmm. We got Heath Ledger. Rup, look, looking, I mean, primo Heath Ledger. Looking as, as Real good. snack, yeah. this guy, he, one could say. Nobody, you can't pull off hair like that. Oh, just anybody. No, nope, and he, nope. he you does it. Come correct yeah. when you pull that. Um, Joseph Gordon Mr. Levitt. Mr. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm-hmm. Um, and our name, Larissa Olenek. Yep. Uh, who was on, what was she on? She was on a Nickelodeon film, Nickelodeon show. Uh, Alex Mack. Okay, don't yeah, know that one. don't know that one. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you you, I I, I didn't think you would. You, okay, you, you just about missed that <laughs> missed, missed that plane. But um, sh- sh- shout out to my over thirties. Y'all okay. fucking know what Alex Mack is. <laughs> I, I don't even have to go into what that is. Um, anyway, now so this movie comes along, and it is primarily about um the, the Stratford sisters. It is based on Taming of the Shrew. Right. By, which is the Shakespeare play you are alluding play. to. Earlier. Right, right, right. Yeah. So now, the, the basis of that, of that play is this overbearing father mm-hmm. of, the, of, these, of these two daughters is just like, listen, the young one is in, love with somebody, is in love with somebody else, and the father's like, listen, you cannot marry until your older sister is married. Right. But the older sister, who is, let's say... Uh, Quoted as a bit of a bitch. Unmarriable. Unmarriable. probably right. the, the, A real shrew. Mm. Yeah. Real, 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 real term. Back she, she would be the, the, the shrew of the film. Yes. The older, fi- yes, the yes, older yes. sister. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's Julia Stiles' character. Right. So the father's like, well, you can't get married. The older sister get married. And your older sister's unmarriable. Yeah. So ha ha ha. You, you will, will never be married. You will never <laughs> be married. So now this guy who loves off um, the, the younger sister is just like, oh, well, here's what I'll do. I will hire some bad man manu <laughs> for go some some go, some gunman for go sweep up your sister. And as Joseph Gordon Levitt, he's just like, I got this idea, man. Right. We got we can we get this fixed up. We get no this problem. Fixed up. Right. So now um he he hatches a plan with his with his best friend. They pay this guy this they get this guy to be paid off to um romancer. I'm speaking of both Taming of the Shrew and and Ten Things Later, what you know. Right, right, right. And um, slowly but surely, you know, of course, the sister falls in love with the dashing rogue. Mm-hmm. The guy gets to date um, the younger sister. Um, they all learn some life lessons. Mm-hmm. Happily ever after. Yep. Um, but speaking specifically to Ten Things They Hate About You Know, uh, this movie is great because it, it has some real fascinating dynamics. Yeah. Of like, it is both like the the charm of like, teenage love and, and like high school just like first time love right but also like it does engage in like messy politics mm-hmm. of like i am paying a person yeah to go i'm like whoring somebody out to basically just like get, get the upper advantage on something yeah and you know it's always that thing of like 
well, it started as a bet, but, but slowly became once actual, I got to know you, right. it was real. And, right, right. And, yeah. But of course, you would be hurt if you found out somebody's yeah. interest it, only it for money. It is a bad way to start a relationship. Absolutely. It's bad foundation. There's right. not a lot of trust there. No. Yeah, there's, it's dependent on deceit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and here's the thing. This movie really rang true to me because oh in high school, <laughs> like, I had a friend, my friend Matthew, who was just like, yo, I am checking this girl at this church. Right. Um, she has a friend and she does not go anywhere else without the friend. Yeah. So I need you to court the friend so that I can go with the other one. Yeah. So, so like, this is a very realistic situation for me. <laughs> like, I, like I, upon watching this movie. I've also been in a similar situation where, the, well, the girl that I wanted to go out with was going out with the next dude. Mm-hmm. And she and I were friends, uh-huh. but she didn't... Like, she wasn't going to stay with that dude. Right. And I had a feeling about that. So you were just waiting in the wings? So I was waiting in the wings, and she was just like, oh, well, I'm going out with this dude, but, like, my friend doesn't have anybody to go out with, yeah, so you could yeah. go out with her. And I knew that if I did that, then I'm just... I'm signing on the bottom line to say that you and I are never going to happen because right. you're going to see me with me and this yeah. friend. So I was just like, no, that's not going to happen. Right. And that's yeah. how you met your wife, right? That's the story? <laughs> is that you guys' origin story? That, 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 that was before, that? Oh, that, I, okay, that was before okay, okay. I got hit by the thunderbolt no, no, okay, and, okay, and okay. found the woman that I was meant no. to be with for the rest of my life. These circumstances, they do happen. Right. Sometimes they are not the, the, the cleanest of circumstances. Yeah, so, you know, teenagers are dumb, full Absolutely. of hormones. Um, and, but they, they don't know that they're dumb. Exactly. That is the worst Exactly, part. yeah. They're big, smooth, underdeveloped brains. Yeah. Um, they really, like, hit schemes, and everything ever is the most important thing to them. They have no, like, clarity or no, like, you know, passage of time to yeah. really experience. Everything is everything either... Like the best thing that, yeah, or, yeah. or the best thing that right, right. Is, there's no middle ground yeah, yeah, yeah. in like a teenager's brain. Julia Stiles' character is just like she doesn't want to get married, she's never gonna get married. Yeah. Love is stupid. Right. Yeah. So she had like one bad relate one bad experience yeah. with this dumb boy, and she's just like, I swear off love forever. It is not for me under no circumstances. Yep. And of course, little sister. Is, has never been in a relationship. She's just like, I want love. This is the most important thing to me. There's nothing else in this world. Yep. Right? And of course, the father. Um, uh, Larry Miller is playing the father in time. They, they edit about you. He, he's one of those character actors where like, he only does one thing. Mm-hmm. But like, if you deploy him well, he'll do that <laughs> one thing very well. He just plays stuck-up white, um, white person mm-hmm. <laughs> very well. Like He's fantastic at it. Um, yes, yes, yes. Check him out in uh, Nazi Professor. He plays um, Eddie Murphy's boss in that. It's, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that professor in a long time. So yeah. that's a fun movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, along with his, his, his friend uh, Michael, who is just one of the, 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 the Jewish Jews <laughs> ever, ever, put, ever, 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 ever put the film, um, they come in and they're like, okay, so, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt's first, first day at that's school. That's David Crumholz. David Crumholz, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's first day at school. Um, he's from like a military family, so he gets shipped around, you know, every other year to some mm-hmm. different high school. So now he en- so he enters the high school. Um, they just send this kid, um, David Crumholtz, Michael, to right. go go like like introduce him to the thing. Um, he's like your local nerd, but he's also like you know wants to like step up socially mm-hmm. in the social circles. So he's just like I'm gonna use this new kid to propel me into whatever thing. Right. So he shows him all the clicks. He shows him. Your preppy white boys, your your cool kids, 
you're uh, also a shocking amount of white dreadlocks kid, <laughs> white, white white kids with dreadlocks in yeah. this film. He's giving him the lowdown on the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's showing him all the clicks. Um, another thing I want to point out is um, for a movie made in 1998, 1999, mm-hmm. um, a shockingly progressive amount of like black black and yeah, and, I'm just seeing minority people in Gabriel this Reu- Gabriel Gab- Union. Gabriel yeah. Union's in this. Yeah, she plays um. Larissa's best friend. Yeah, Chastity Church. Which Chastity w- Church. What great, a name. Great name. Great <laughs> name. Um, uh, so when, <laughs> when me and my girlfriend were watching this last night, um, she made this really great point. Of So, like, I, I, I had a huge... A, I had a huge crush on Julia Stiles yes. in this film, right? Mm. My first crush was Wednesday Adams. Right. Which is a bad way to start. Um, yeah, a, a okay. So, it's, it's, it's the strong-willed... Strong-willed... Independent, yeah, yeah. defiant... Yeah, bad, yeah. bad girl almost. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that was really my thing. Yeah. So, of course, enter Julia Stiles in this movie. I'm like, ooh. Like, I can see the energy. You're, right. You're, you're not like the other girls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. that energy was coming off her. And enter her sister, uh, Larissa, who's uh, Bianca Stratford in mm-hmm. the film. Um, she enters now and... Me and my girlfriend both, without missing a beat, were just like, "This basic ass white woman. This is, <laughs> this is, this is, this is it." Yeah. And then, and then, furthermore, as she enters, as she enters the screen, Gabrielle Union walks walks beside her and just mm-hmm. like blows her out of the water. <laughs> but Gabrielle Union is just, unfortunately, this time just playing the best friend, right? Right? Just, just she's here to deliver three lines yeah. and have no like arc. Whatsoever. This was before the world woke up to be like, "Yo, Gabrielle Union is, is that motherfucker is yeah. incredibly attractive." Right, right. Um, when was this? Bring it on is like next year. I was gonna ask yeah. wh- how close is it to bring it on? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, the so as you were mentioning that the the, the yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm sorry. My, my greater point is that, like, um, so we both went, like, oh, damn, this is basic ass white girl. And yeah. then, so, w- w- one of my theses of this movie is that this gets, like, high school, high schoolers so well. Right. Right? Okay, so he's shipped around. He's from a military family, so he's shipped around to a new school. So, as soon as he gets to a new school, he has to just attach himself immediately to something mm-hmm. and get as much emotional experience from it as he can because right, he knows right. he's just gone. So, he like his just meets up with Michael. Michael is showing him all the clicks, and then from like coming up some stairs, up walks Bianca Stratford. Right, and he's just like first pretty girl I see. Boom, that's the one I want. Right. I will do anything with this woman. Right, he has not seen half his campus, and like in the background, constantly there are, <laughs> there are prettier people walking by, but he's just like oh, laser focus this yeah. one girl. And I know that's true because in first format campion, the <laughs> first basic brown like brown gal was on, I was like, mm, the one day, right? It was just, it was no like I did I paid no mind to any other thing. I was just like, mm, the one day, yeah, right. And then I just like wasted three months of my life pursuing mm-hmm. this woman. So this movie was really hitting hard for me, like just from like a high school perspective. Yeah, no, but that that is how it is in high school. Sometimes you and and her whole perspective. Uh, Bianca's perspective on on love and everything, yeah, yeah. It is very youthful, dumb kind of. Yes. What do you have in front of you? Feel yes. like that is everything. It's very myopic, right? Um, I know. So now the, the villain of this film, mm-hmm. um, uh, Joey Donner, he's like this like uh, male model mm-hmm. type, and he's just a real asshole. And so now he also really wants Bianca Stratford, and so me and me and me and Martin were just really debating like, what is the appeal? Of this woman. And then I really hit on it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what it is? No one is allowed to date Bianca. 
Uh, Thus, she okay. is desirable. Right. Right. Joey has already run through most of the girls at school, at the yeah. school, I imagine. Yeah. So now he's just like, oh, the one I can't date? Mm-hmm. Now, no matter what she actually looks like, it is the essence of desirability. Just yeah. Because yeah. I cannot have her. Forbidden what fruit. Makes her, exactly. Yeah, what makes her attractive. Fruit. Um, Andrew Keegan plays Joey, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I, he he'd been in a few things. He was in seven. Yeah, he pops up. He yeah, pops in up, seven, yeah. seven. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I know this guy's face. Everyone, yeah. everyone in this movie gets her. Alison Janney playing their horny principal, who's mm-hmm. writing like an erotica novel. Yeah. Alison Janney, look up, look up her IMDb. She. Oh yeah, she's all over the place. in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it it is a great cast, and it's it's it is one of those. I feel like um, I would definitely put this on a list of best high school movies. Absolutely, it definitely treats these characters, Absolutely. you know, as fully developed. It gets into their their psyche and, and um, how they're thinking about things. We've not even talked about how incredible Heath Ledger. I was <laughs> gonna say, like, how long are you gonna be dancing around this? No, bro? no, like. You know what? I, I think our podcast has developed the terminology, the, the Payakon of the film, yeah. where we need to save the last 30 minutes of a segment talking about who yeah, is the, the Payakon of this film. Yeah, the, and the guy is, who is just is Heath killing Ledger it. as Patrick Verona. He, and I mean, his role is really, Julia Stiles' role is important as well. No, she, she, she's, the main, she's the main character. Well, I just mean, she has to really bring across that, that, um, that defiance to love, mm-hmm. but also with those few cracks that will be exposed Both, to yes. where she will actually yes. accept you love see, by yes. the end. You see her generally falling in love, yes. But you also need the, the guy who is going to be able to... With enough charisma. Right. Yes. And Heath Ledger, man, he has that. Man, there is no way she, they, she put up a fight. She really did. Oh, no, she does not want him whatsoever. Yeah. And just through sheer charm. And admittedly... He he does have um Joseph Gordon Levitt's and David Cromwell's character doing like literal reconnaissance yeah. on her to like she likes these bands, she likes these things. Go right. to this club, she's at this club. So he does, you know, have help. He's got but, Intel. Be, That's yeah, fine. yeah, because he is on a job after all. Yeah. Like he does he, he does not really like I'm sure he's fascinated by her. And he's like, I like money. I will do this thing for money. Right. And then slowly you see him also fall in love. But it is again very complicated. Like the reason being that he's even in this situation in the first place. Yeah, is because, it's a bad start. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean, he so he gets the job, but he commits to it, and he yeah, yeah. he is extremely so. Like the the scene that um, I always go to, or or you know, I think is the, the pinnacle c- the scene, scene for of him the movie. <laughs> is um, where he is on the bleachers yes. and he's got a boombox. Uh, okay, well let 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 me, let me do some table settings. Yeah, please please do. Okay, so uh, he convinces Cat to go to this house party. Right, they all go to this house party. Um, Kat doesn't want to be at this house party, but also her little sister begged her because mm. so she, she wants to go. So she's like, oh, fine. So she goes out to the house party. She really doesn't want to be there. She hates all these, these all the high school kids. They're like, oh, they're lame. They're just here to drink and get drunk and fornicate. And she doesn't care about the end of that. Right. And of course, um, so she just gets there and she's like, oh, whatever. So she, she starts getting sloppy drunk. Mm. I starts doing all these shots. And now he's ledger. Um, that's called Heath Ledger. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's just like Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, he's he's like, oh, like I I do not want you to get drunk and be a problem. And also, this is not like you. You should not just be hitting back them shots. You're like angry drinking, right? And he knows that he's a man about town. He knows angry drinking is not a good way to start out the night. So right. she gets sloppy drunk and eventually jumps on a table and dances to like um Biggie's hypnotize. Which really imprinted <laughs> on me as a child, as you can imagine. Of course. And 
she like almost falls back and like hits her head. So in in an effort to like not get her concussed, he like brings her outside the party, puts her on a swing, and she like like tries to calm her down. Mm-hmm. She like, she has a nice vomit, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna drop you home. Like you, you need to you need to get home. Yeah, he's so he, he he's been a real he, he's been a real gen. Yeah, right. He brings her home. Now she in her drunkenness is realizing she actually likes him. Mm-hmm. So she attempts to like kiss him in that, and in a full show of like true impeccable gentleman especially for a film of this time 1999 he's just like cat come and fuck down mm-hmm. you're drunk go to bed yeah <laughs> right which every every woman in the theater was just like swoon yeah just like scene. we did not know men could do that <laughs> so so he and he's basically like listen you're drunk let, let me just take you home so now in her drunkenness in her like blackoutness of that she thinks she he rejected him she, uh, she, yeah, she, she thinks she re- like he was, she was rejected. Yeah, right. She's just like I opened up and bared my soul for you to take my body. Right. And how dare you? So now she's pissed at him. Right, right. But he like literally did the right thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she, but she interpreted that as like, oh, why doesn't this boy want me? Yeah. So now she's angry at him. So now Joseph Gordon-Levitt and 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 Co are just like, well, here's what you do. She feels embarrassed. You need to then embarrass yourself to win back her heart. Okay. Yeah, and then and, he, and then you can go ahead and describe what he does. Well, yeah, so he he just he belts out the song "I Love You, Baby," and he just yeah. he he does this incredibly um, self-aggrandizing but also self-deprecating mm-hmm. song and dance mm-hmm. on the bleachers in front of the school and everybody, and he's just pointing at her and he's clearly making it all about her. Yeah. Um, I I have not. He pays the the band <laughs> to to like the marching band. To it's like a it's a manner. great scene, man. Yeah. Like everything as it comes together. But like like if 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 you had to pick the scene of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And and but it's not. It's the scene of his character and of her character and just everything that the movie is coming together about is all in that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. And um, also aside from him just being the the um, the Michigan J Frog in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Heath Ledger, I feel like they just... I don't know if he was supposed to be Australian or if... I'm just wondering if it was that, okay, they hired Heath Ledger and then... Oh, his, you think his, they hired and they put that in? No, but like he just spoke and they're just like, that is so charming. You're keeping that. Possible. Yeah, possible. yeah. Because that Australian accent does a lot. Not the heavy lifting, but some mm-hmm. of the lifting yeah. towards his, his charming it, it, character. It helps in his bad boyness. It does, yeah. 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 Um, I, I also do want to point out... Um, well, two things. Mm-hmm. A, this film is the only film in my mind that contains um, two major characters from Nolan's Batman trilogy. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you got Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> and, and you've got Heath Ledger. Ledger yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Um, secondly, um, I know Heath Ledger is the, the iconic performance. He's doing all this heavy lifting. Yeah. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, and, and this is a credit to the writers of this film, it, it really, really, really hit me hard. Um, like thinking back, my mentality as a, as a high schooler yeah. in, watch, in, in, in viewing, assessing this now. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So here's his character. He ships around. He goes to school. He sees Bianca, mm-hmm. one the one the one basic white woman he sees. Right, mm, love her. Have to have to have her. He go, uh, so Michael is just like, well, she's looking for a French tutor, and he's like, great, that's fantastic. And he's like, oh, you speak French? He's like, no, but I'll learn. The man learns French well enough to bullshit as her tutor, uh-huh. right? So he basically like straight up talks to her. They like meet up at the library. He's just like, here, let's go to basic go to things. They have a quick chat, and he very openly says, I would like to get like a coffee date with you or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And, she, and, and she goes, and without reading the major red flags, she immediately puts up, 
she goes, oh, <laughs> right? She, she hits him with one of those, Yeah. right? So, of course, I'm looking at it like, oof. Yeah. That formal boy. Tough break. Right? But, again, he's just like, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I have to relax to go through. And she, so, she's, so she then goes, she now plots against him. Mm-hmm. And she goes, listen, I can't date unless my sister dates. Right. So if my sister gets a date, then sure, mm-hmm. me and you, right? Plot thickens. Right? So he's like, great. So him and Michael do up a whole thing. They talk to Heath Ledger. They, <laughs> they, um, they get uh, dumbass Joey the model to pay for it, mm-hmm. thinking it's his idea. Right. Right? So he does all these things. He gets all these wheels in motion. Um, he does re- reconnaissance for her. Like he, he asks her for reconnaissance yeah. for her sister. They break into Julius Dowser's room. It is a complicated thing that he's yeah. putting together. Yeah, he puts this whole thing together just to like pursue this woman. Just for a coffee date. Just for a coffee date, yeah. right? So now the party scene happens. Um, Kat is at the party. Mm-hmm. Bianca's at the party scene. Jo- jo- old, old Joey Garden puts on his finest little big boy suit, right? And he goes to the party too. And he just spots her at the party. And he just goes up there, like not even like anything. He's just like, "Hey, like you guys are out, yeah. Like, like, is everything so? What's up, right?" And Bianca, who is now is now beside Gabriel Union, is now like peer pressure because Gabriel Union, who is like a also trying to fuck Joey, <laughs> but is understandable like, "Oh, I am the the black best friend in this movie. Right, I'm going to yeah. allow Larissa to right, whatever." Yeah. Um, she spots Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and she's just like, "Ew." Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. She gives a real stink face to him. Yeah. No, so now Larissa, confronted by her best friends, like, put down her, also pretends like, oh, I don't know. I didn't know who this is. Mm-hmm. Right? So she's like, oh, yeah, sorry. And, like, puts him off. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt, very understandably, is just like, okay, and, like, sulks off. Yeah. And so he's, like, sulks off the rest of the party, like, like, I just put in a real month of my life to be completely dismissed yeah. by this woman. Yeah. And so it's not even like the, like, um, it's not even like male entitlement. There's shades of that, most certainly. Yes. Yeah. There's commentary about it. The whole, yeah, yeah. Maybe unintentional. But, like, there is certainly shades of that. But it's not like he's angry. It's like, oh, we just made an agreement and you would at least try. Yeah. So it's not even like you're like, oh, sorry. You're you literally just like completely dismay in front of the whole party. Yeah. Right? Not even that. So understandably, he's just like, okay, I feel like sulks away. And then when he's like getting, when party's like wrapping up now and he's leaving, um, Joey, the model, mm-hmm. is like, hey, we're going to hit up some after party. And Larissa's like, my father will murder me. I need <laughs> to get home right now. Yeah. And Joey, who's kind of already whatever about dating her in the first place is mm-hmm. like, well, I'm still going to this thing. And then Gabriel Unis was like, well, I can be out until whenever. Yep. And so she and Joey presumably go off the fuck. Yeah. Right? So now Lirso, um, Bianca, just turns to jo- Joseph Gordon as he's walking out like, hey, um, could you give me a ride? <laughs> All of us, hey, person that I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Could you give me a ride? So he's just like, yeah, sure. So he gets in the car and very quietly, he just drives her home, doesn't say anything. He's just like, mm-hmm. He just like, he just gives her like a stink face the whole time, and then they get home, and she turns to him, and she's just like, "Where are you going so far?" <laughs> Basically, and he just in detail explains, "You did a really terrible thing to me." Yeah, yeah. Just then, right? Yeah. And I'm not even like I I wasn't putting it in your face or anything. Yeah. I was just gonna be quiet. I gave it a ride home. Yes. You know. Yeah. He's very very gentle. Like any person in that situation, that is the right thing to have done. Yeah. Especially if he's feeling things about exactly. it. Like he's got his feelings. Right. He's, he's but he's not, he's, again, he's not like entitled to her. And he's, he's, he's just like, yo, I thought we had 
we're gonna yeah, at least try he's disappointed and but he's not making his feelings her problem exactly he's literally if he she was, asked him what the problem was yeah and he ex- he's expressing right. what the problem is right, right 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 yeah and then so he says this great line where where like it's one of those things where like if it's almost natural where like if you are a charming person but like maybe you can't think of something great on the thing. If you just keep on rambling, yeah. sometimes you accidentally hit up on a gem yes, and he yes, plays yes. it like he hit up on a gem. Mm-hmm. He says, like, just because you're beautiful does not mean you're allowed to treat people badly. Yeah. Right? And so Lursa now is just like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> right? <laughs> so she kisses him in the car. Yeah. Right? And she's just like, oh, thanks. So then they're cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked. It worked the, out. The truth set him free. The truth set him yeah. free. Um so yeah, that that does that's just a great like. I think no, that is a great scene, uh, and it, it it's it's just a great encapsulation of a, yeah, like very yeah, yeah, relatable yeah. events. Yeah, about. and that's that. I think that is it for the movie. Is like th- th- those are there are those moments and those relationships with the characters where you can look at it and be like, I've been there, I've been exactly I, there, I, or I know someone who has been in that yeah. exact situation. Extremely relatable. Yeah. Events, yeah. Um. Yeah. Great. A great choice, man. Um. Honestly, like when I, so we watched the Taming of the Shrew, the one with um Elizabeth Taylor. Okay. Um, in high school, and I remember watching it and thinking, um, "This is entertaining. It's well written, but it's kind of missing something." Well, it's just kind of there's a there's a lack of um, consideration for the the shrew in it. Okay. She's okay. she's kind of just the, she's a, a it's more about Bianca. Well, she's 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 a you know she's a a thing to be conquered mm-hmm. or or like a, a you know she. The whole point is for her to no longer be a shrew, mm-hmm. and it gets to a point where she. Julia Stiles does not cease to be a shrew in the film. Yeah, she she, <laughs> she gets still, to. She, she, she's the same person. She right. She's her not, her like, personality defeated, doesn't change. Defeated defeated in, it, yeah. in in the 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 film that I watched, um, it's like she comes out of it on the other side. Just basically everything that the man says, mm-hmm. she just follows. Right. And there's a point where. Bitch, um, you better conform. Pretty, pretty much, <laughs> and it was like I. I, you know, I kind of like this idea. Uh, and it, there's a lot of, you know, things that could go a, a terrible way in the 10 Things They Hate About You. You're talking a lot about entitlement and, and you know, how people are in relationships. And there's lots of toxicity there. Um, and, you know, there's this idea of wearing people down. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, 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 it can get very, very muddy because you start off from a place of good intentions where, you know, you don't like me right now, but once you get to know me, mm-hmm. then you'll <laughs> like me. And that's all well and good, but if you... Many, many relationships. Yeah, if you don't that. take no for an answer yeah, and yeah. you don't hear that no, mm-hmm. that can get you into very messy places. Exactly. You know, you got issues with consent at that point mm-hmm. because if people have told you about what you can expect from them in a relationship and you're not listening to that... There's a certain point where they just might, you know, say whatever, just f- so you leave them the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Not because they all magically like you at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I think this movie does a good job of keeping the characters who they are mm-hmm. uh, while also having them change and develop and having those meaningful moments yeah. where they are able to be like, you know, check themselves. Like that scene, yeah. e- exactly is it, where she's just like, oh, okay, yeah, that was kind of shitty what I did. And now I am going to change my mind about it, but not because you've pressured me or anything. Yeah. Just because you've told me your experience. Yeah, and my, uh, you've yeah. read what my actions have done to you. Right. So, yeah. 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 I think I think that is a great choice um, for greatest love stories ever told, mm-hmm. um, and a great way to start off the episode. Um, all right. So let's go well, into let's our. Hit with, let's, hit, let's hit him with part two, man. Part two. Yeah. Um, which is a story love story. 
Uh, one yeah. of one of the greatest love stories. <laughs> one of the great. I've ever seen. One of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Honestly. Period. Yeah. Um, talking about the Princess Bride. Hell yeah. And uh, I did not rewatch this prior to this you episode. Did, you didn't need to. It's did all, not need to. It's all there. It's it all there. is one that I have seen several I times. It. Well, I guess I half watched it this morning. Let's let's say. <laughs> In uh, by the way, um, uh, Damon's father threw a lovely party, which I was invited to. Yes. Had a couple his of glasses of wine. Sixtieth is Diamond and, Jubilee. Yeah, and kind of just half watched some Princess Bride. The best way to watch it. Like, yeah. Nice and hungover. Yeah. Uh, oh, you watched it this morning after you were hungover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm, I'm going to get into my, my dad's love for this movie yeah. um, in a bit. But just for people who haven't seen The Princess Bride, which, again, if you haven't seen either of the movies that we've watched at the end of this episode, please. Or right now, pause it. No, we're going to put that image and we're going to put the warning. Like, if yeah. you have not seen these movies, you better watch these movies. Watch them. It makes no sense for you to listen to this. They are great. Well. But they are great. Regardless of you being spoiled on it or not. You know, they have those things where they say spoilers. Yeah, I, did, I, I, have, I have left out several key incredible scenes yeah, yeah, yeah. in 10 things I about you that yeah. you just need. And, and, you know, spoilers are not... They, they don't break a narrative. Sometimes if you know a spoiler going into something, it can actually make it more impactful for you. So yeah. don't, don't feel that way about the things that we're talking about the movie. Um, but definitely watch those movies because they're just great movies. Uh, so Princess Bride is essentially this storybook's love story. Mm-hmm. Um, and It is a fairy tale. It is a fairy tale. Uh, it is about a princess faraway land. Mm-hmm. There's giants, uh, pirates, mm-hmm. uh, kingdoms, and all this Witches stuff going and on. And at, the, at the, the center of everything is just this incredible love story uh, between... Princess Buttercup. Pr- Princess Buttercup. What a name. What a name Lovely. that is. Uh, and uh, a young stable boy. Yes, by the name uh, of Wesley. We- Wesley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was at a perfect age when I first saw this film mm-hmm. because how the film starts is there's you were, a... You were the young boy. The, so yeah. there's a... Yeah, there's a young boy yeah. uh, played by Fred Savage. Yes. Who is... Uh, His grandfather is Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, played by Peter Falk who plays Columbo. Um, and he's, he, he has a cold. He's stuck in bed. He's got mm-hmm. the sniffles. Mm-hmm. And his granddad comes upstairs and he's just, he's, he's got this big old book. Yeah. Um, it looks like it was found in some ancient library. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, I'm going to sit you down. I'm going to read you the story of Wesley right. and Buttercup. Um, geez, sounds like horses. <laughs> now that I'm saying it. Yeah, that's a great horse. Thing. Um, and um, yeah, so I was the, that I was, I was the kid. And yeah. in the movie, the kid is hearing this love story, and halfway through, he's kind of like, eh, "This is icky." Yeah, like oh, they're kissing and there's romance. Ugh, oh, I don't gross. want that, Grandpa. Um, but then by the end of it, the he's kid is completely invested, absolutely sold on it, and that was me at the end of the yeah. movie. Because as it started, I was like, "I don't want to watch a movie about yeah. a princess." That is like Rob Reiner, um, yeah. an incredible director who we may talk about one day. We will. Um, he, he had this great opening and this great way to like get the audience into the because I, I think the key people who are watching this mm-hmm. are probably gonna be like a bunch of kids, right? Okay. So so to have the movie like so a bunch of like dumb, you know, prepubescent boys are coming into the movie theater and to have a spokesperson for them, Fred Savage, he of the Wonder Years, an yes. incredibly popular TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a child actor. He, and yeah, he yeah. Was, and he, a great proxy for the audience, yes, yes. the young audience. So yeah. For him to just be like uh, I don't know about his book, Chief, and slowly be won over. It, no, it, it really is great. And um, so I, I became engrossed in the tale and the characters and everything. So how the, how the actual love story goes, uh, Buttercup, she's, 
living on a farm. Yep, as you um, do. As, as she does. It, it, the magical kingdom of Florin, it says here. <laughs> Florin. Florin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, she's got this farm hand by the name of Wesley. Yeah. Wesley just takes care of everything around the farm. Right. He's, he's the, the guy around the farm. Stables, whatever you calls, need. whatever you Stables, need. Stables, the, yeah. the, 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 the fields... The tend to the yeah. sheep, yeah. you know, whatever. He, he's what, what we would call back in the day a surf. <laughs> um, right. Surf. So, yeah, there's definitely, there's a, 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 what do you call it, a power imbalance between uh, these two. Um, she's essentially his boss. Yep. Um, and whenever Buttercup tells him to do things, which yes. he does all the time, yep. he just simply responds as you wish. And over time, you realize that as he says that, what he's really saying is I love you. Mm-hmm. And like it was that when, when they revealed that in a movie, that's very early on. Oh, yeah. I was um, like, like minute three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they, they reveal this, this kind of like romance, the Dynam- rules of the this romance, here, yeah. this yeah. dynamic here. And at that moment, I was just like, all right, tell me more. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, oh, Wesley, Wesley got that sauce. <laughs> Les- Leslie, <laughs> he got a big old bucket of barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Because he, he seems to just have it. Because she looks at him at the beginning of the movie as just like, you're nobody. Right. Literally nothing to me. And Who is this random handsome man who works in the field? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's handsome, great. but yeah, And he's played by uh, Carrie Elwes. Who, who, Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes. Is, is, is that how you pronounce Carrie it? Carrie Elwes. Okay, I've never actually heard it. I've only okay. read it. Um, but Carrie. Um, he and Robin Wright plays the buttercup yes. in the yes. film. Um, both of them look in their very best. I don't think they've ever looked better than they have in this film. <sighs> yeah. Um, they, they literally look... Str- um, uh, uh, this, this movie does what I think is what I call, call the mummy effect. 1999 yes, Mummy. Uh-huh. Where 90% of the cast, real fucking hotties. Yeah. <laughs> like wall-to-wall hotties. Like yeah. Different kinds of hot for different kinds of people. Um, yeah, so, so... But yeah, she looks at him like he's nothing, but eventually, like... The great face acting in this film because yeah. it's just a, an exchange of looks here and there. The close-ups in the and you incredible. and you get invested in this love story yeah, between just, the two of just, them. Just like close-ups and eyes, and you're like, yeah, yeah these two need to be in love. Right yeah, now. and it and it's kind of magical because they're just kind of kind of magic. It's magical. Well, it's <laughs> magical because they're just telling you that they fell in love. Yeah, right. But through their eyes, you're like, and I believe you. Yeah, like <laughs> one, you can see the point where Buttercup just goes. Oh wait! I am actually feeling things for you. Yeah. I'm not just telling you to do whatever I want yeah. you to do. Um, but then eventually, because he wants to get a better life for her, uh, Wesley uh, goes yeah. out. She is like a rich so and so. He's a nothing peasant boy. Right. Realistically, if he wants to court her, he has to go off and make some small. He's got to go off into the world, yeah. make his fortune. Uh, but then something happens, and he is presumed to dead. be dead. Yeah. Uh, years go by, and Buttercup because. Just like in 10 Things I Hate About You, yeah. there's rules. Uh, women, they got to marry. They got to find a husband. A, um, pa- a patriarchal society, one could say. Yes. Uh, and uh, Buttercup is betrothed to, and this is one B- of my favorite names. names in history. R- really hit that note, Damon. Come on, let's hear it. Prince Humperdinck. Yeah. Humperdinck. Yep. And, they say, and, and I love how they clearly yep. are in love with this name in the yep. film as well, because they repeat it. Several times. There is a whole bit with a witch where she berates somebody. Yes. Um, So, Buttercup, she's betrothed to be married and she's not happy about it, but she's just like, my love died. Yeah. Wesley died years ago. What do I I care? care. You know, I I literally, I I have ceased to be a person in these Mm -hmm. last five Mm -hmm. years. 
Um, uh, but before the wedding happens, she gets kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, three outlaws. And I'm going to read this, the, the description on Wikipedia. Sure. A small Sicilian man named Vizini. Mm-hmm. A giant from Greenland named Vezik. Mm-hmm. And a Spanish fencing master named Inigo Montoya. Montoya. Those names never will leave my mind. Nope. <laughs> I mean, they, they can stay right there, lodged there in your brain forever. Yeah, and and it's kind of like the movie shifts from being this this um, romance novel, classic romance tale. Yeah, to this yeah. swashbuckling adventure with yes. these these three fucking yahoos. Yep. Um, where you've got uh, uh what's his name, Wallace Shawn as Vizini, one of our finest, <laughs> <laughs> just playing this this great impetuous little man yeah. who feels he is better than everybody. Yes, he feels he's the smartest man in the room. Literally and says he has that. To say it. Yeah. Um, and he orders around uh, Andre the Giant. Yes. Famously <laughs> large man. <laughs> and just Wallace Shawn is clocking at like four eleven. Yeah. <laughs> let's say. <laughs> and Andre the Giant. I don't know, seven foot nine. There's scenes where like you can see Andre the Giant like standing next to him and just his hand is yeah. the size of Wallace Shawn's entire yes. face. Yes. And it's like, who are you to talk to this man? Uh, but because... Uh, That's why he thinks he's the smartest person in the room, because he got this big motherfucker doing, doing everything he says. Yeah, and then because Andre the Giant is just a gentle giant in the film, yeah. um, he is, you know, doesn't really get bothered by this, this little man who, who, you know... No, he's a real happy-go-lucky about yeah. this whole thing. Uh, and then you got Inigo Montoya, who is uh, uh, the, the uh, swashbuckling... Uh, Fencing yeah. master. No, no a bit of an alcoholic. Yeah. Print of Fizzini, yeah. Um, and he is he he's got a he's got a, an agenda of his own in the film. Yes. Doesn't really tie much into the love story, but it is so badass. It, no, no. Every 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 good story deserves like there's like t- every good story kind of technically has like ten side stories going on. Yeah. 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 Um, and he is seeking revenge against uh, the six fingered man yes. who who took his father's mm-hmm. life. Um, which, uh, if if you have looked at any AI art recently, yes. uh, they have this thing <laughs> where yeah, computers have not figured out how hands work. Yeah, they can't so. do five fingers on people. Yeah. So if you look, apparently now, if you look at uh, what you might, what might be AI art, if you look at the fingers, if you want to see if it's AI yeah, art or not, to, yeah, look at look the at fingers. The fingers the if they've got more than five fingers, it's AI art. Yeah. Um, but there's a character in this film with the, the six fingered man, which uh, took the life of Inigo Montoya's father. Um, Name of Count Rugen? Uh, yeah, I don't remember his name. His, his, his name, oh yes, Count Rugen right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not as um, re- memorable as Inigo Montoya. Or Prince Humperdinck. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, those are the three guys that kidnapped Buttercup. And Buttercup at this point is, all, is still just like, I don't really give a damn. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I don't care how zany these characters are. Right. Um, shortly, the Dread Pirate Roberts shows up. Mm-hmm. And he is... Uh, seems to be hired by Prince Humperdinck uh, yeah, to, to, to get Buttercup back, back for the wedding. Yep. Um, turns out, spoiler alert, mm. uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts is the long-lost Wesley. Dum, dum, dum. Oh, my God. Story turns. Mm. Love can be rekindled. Twist, even. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great film. Um, uh, I think the all of the characters in it as i just described those are really the things that you go back to and you're just like i i love when, when you pitched this as your film mm-hmm. i was just like oh i guess we're doing a 3 hour episode <laughs> because like each one of these scenes yeah. can be broken down 
easily into a 30 minute well i mean i'm kind of blazing through a lot going yeah. through the different characters and the plot we in general we might have to do a princess bride episode just on itself yeah <laughs> because completely honest. well i just I, so i'll just i'll just talk about why i think it's one of the greatest love stories ever told the fear and love aspect that's yeah um so as i said the 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 way it convinces you about the because a lot of love stories in in cinema you kind of have to buy into it. If you yeah. don't buy into it, then the whole movie is a wash. Yeah. If the chemistry of just the, the two people, principal people fall in love, yeah. if that's not working, best of luck if this movie works. Yeah, and I think they set it up to where, they set it up really, really high where you have to kind of believe in uh, uh, Buttercup falling for Wesley. Yeah. And it, it's kind of classic. It's like, oh, you know, the stable boy and mm-hmm. the, 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 the um, lady of the land, mm-hmm. and they're having this kind of romance. But to really sell you on it as them as people, you don't really get into that until later in the film when yeah. they actually have you know exchanges of dialogue. Yeah. Um. And uh, when you know Wesley eventually gets to the point where he saves her and he's gone through the different trials of the different mm-hmm. you know characters that he's had to 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 face off with. So he's got like this battle of wits with Vizini. Vizini, of course. Um, where this hilarious prolonged exchange yeah. where uh, uh, Vizini is, is talking if about... If you've been listening to this so long and you do not know what we're even talking about, I will say the words, Inconceivable! <laughs> and that will jog whatever memory has been missing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's a scene where he, with Vizini, he has to uh, show that he is a smarter man than he is. Mm-hmm. And so he there's these two wine glasses in front of them, and he one is filled with one poison. is one is filled with poison, one is not, as far as Vizini knows. And Vizini goes through this entire uh, kind of philosophical sp- speech about like yeah. how he knows. Yeah, he breaks him down and goes, "Oh no, I know you well enough to know what kind of person would put the poison in each cup." And he goes in this big prolonged speech about yeah. never go into a battle of wits with a Sicilian when death is on the line. Great line. Yep. Uh, this movie is chock full of great lines. Incredible script. Yeah. Um, and he uses... Ro- Ro- Roger Ebert described this movie as Monty Python means Walt Disney. And I think yeah. this is a okay. perfect That is great. Encapsulation. Yeah. Uh, Ebert really knows how to <laughs> call him. <laughs> Crushing it, bro. Um, uh, but he uses... Vizini uses the fact that uh, Wesley went faced off against uh, Inigo Montoya. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he faces off against the giant and mm-hmm. he's He's gone through all of these trials, yeah. and you're thinking, at this point in the movie, you don't know that it's Wesley. Yes. <laughs> well, um, well, you the, know, the story okay, does not okay. reveal so, that he is Wesley. This was the but thing you can see Carrie Ull's perfect yeah, piercing blue eyes. This was the thing <laughs> when I was watching it as a kid, because I was like, all right, they keep calling him the Dread Pirate Roberts, and even when he when he goes to talk with uh, um, uh, Buttercup, yes. She doesn't really seem to get that it's Wesley. Wesley yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm just going to buy it's it. Again, it's a fair, it's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. So you have to buy I it. I am just going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so it's, it's in hindsight where you kind of, uh, after it's revealed that it's Wesley, and it's revealed in a great moment where... Um, <laughs> Buttercup flings him off a cliff. Buttercup literally um, says that um, she died on the day that, that Wesley, that she heard of Wesley's death. death yeah. And at this point... Um, the Dread Pirate Roberts slash Wesley has been goading her about how, yes. um, you know, if she was really in love with this man, why yeah. is she going to marry this next man? Right. Um, did she even care about him? Yes, and she and says, um, I have to make hard decisions. Sometimes, like, um, you don't know how painful this is. Yeah. And Wesley retorts with one of the best lines ever. Life is all pain. Anybody who tells you different is trying to sell you something. Right. Yes, exactly. The thing is, Wesley 
Wesley goes off, does make his great fortune, yeah. but it's more infamy than anything. Yeah. And then he hears that Princess Buttercup is married. So he goes to kidnap her, yeah. right? Kidnap her back. Mm-hmm. And then he is like kind of bitter about the fact that like when they were younger, they're like, you promised you'd marry me. Right. He does not realize that she thinks that he is dead. Right. Right. So he goes back and he's just like, well, you just took up with this Prince Humperdinck fella, did you not? You know, so he's like bitter about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she reveals that like, no, no, I never stopped loving him. But, you know, I am a woman in the 14th century. Right. <laughs> and, and so, you know. It actually reminds me of um, in the movie Little Woman. Yeah, um, yeah. Where, you know, there's that whole... Oh, one of my favorite films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, great movie. And there's a part where um, Florence Pugh is talking about um, how women can't afford yes. not to see marriage yes. as an economic yes. uh, contract. Um, which school in Little Timothy Shannon? Yeah. yeah, who is who is this kind of aristocrat, <laughs> yeah, romantic, well flowery do, language, yeah, well yeah. to do? Yeah, um, and so so he is coming at her with love is love. Right. If you really love somebody, then yes. nothing should ever. Yes, I end as that. a man get. I as a man, this, right? And and she's just like it ain't like that, buddy. Yeah. Um, and furthermore, my heart died on. I died on that day. That's what she says. Yeah. Before she shoves him off a, a, down a hill. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't remember what it is that she says right before that. Oh, she says, um, she basically is like, uh, if, if you think that way, then you should just, I think you should just die. And right. She pushes him. And, and then, and he as says, he's rolling down, he says, as you wish. And then and that's when he's like, oh shit, son, it's Wesley. <laughs> and so she jumps down the cliff I don't think that's verbatim what she that's says. That's not verbatim. She but says, oh, that's shit. The energy. That's the energy. That's the energy she was giving. <laughs> well, I, she says, uh, my sweet Wesley, yes. <laughs> which is more in the, the fantasy story uh, d- dialogue realm. Um, and she chases after him. And then that's when she realizes, oh shit. Yeah. The guy that has been goading me about how I, I betrayed Wesley has been Wesley this entire mm-hmm. time. Um, and it's in that, that little exchange, that dialogue, which gets very, very heated, mm-hmm. where you get to see her, um, she, she shows a bit more of a personality at that point, because prior to that, as you know, we said, she kind of was done with life. Yeah. Um, she's being kidnapped. She's very flippant about everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's only when Wesley's brought up that she, she, you can see the emotions brought forward. Yeah. And um, after that, it's just kind of them bound by their love for each other mm-hmm. going through this this journey where they have impossible odds against them because, yes, they've been reunited, but she is still betrothed to uh, a prince right. who has an entire army at his yep. disposal. Yep. Uh, Wesley gets tortured. Um, <laughs> sure does. Uh, 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 Buttercup is... is Basically kidnapped again, but yeah, by her re-kidnapped. her 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 um her soon to be husband. Yeah. Um the 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 henchmen that kidnapped her before become Wesley's friends to mm-hmm, kind of storm mm-hmm, the castle. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's it, that's why I think the 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 love story is the center of the whole movie and there's so yeah, much absolutely. that they have to go through to get to the point where they can ride off into the sunset. Yeah, yeah. Like there's Almost like three different movies happening where you have the, the first kind of classic romance. Three different movies come together to make one. Yeah, movie. exactly. And then at the end where they're storming the castle again, it's like the, this could have been a whole trilogy of yeah. films. Yeah. But it's all in one really tight and it's not even that long. Yeah, I was going to look up the runtime. It's really. 98 minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Bring back 90 minute perfect Bro, movies, guys. guys. It, there's so I much not packed need into to the sit movie. down for two hours and 30 minutes. To like, get, when, I, when I'm talking about a movie that I, just, I would just put on and I would just be enthralled with, 
and also finish, yeah. not lose my entire fucking day. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Princess Bad is is just it, it is that movie for me. It's and um so, so it, it's it's funny. So, so I was watching this like um before I came to record, I was also just like, let me throw on like a a, a Carrie Ulls interview because yeah. he wrote a whole book about the filming of this. Okay, so um he wrote it and he says like a couple of key things um came out. A um Robin Wright was the last person they casted. Really, like wow, like okay. the title character of the film. Like one week before they were start to film, mm-hmm. like they kind of just magically found Robin Wright. Uh, and this is because A, they wanted her, but she, B, she was doing a soap opera. So they had to like get her out of the contract of the soap opera. Okay. Right. Just to like get her at the last minute. And then, of course, she crushed it. Um, B, Carrie Ull's, the the sword fight scene. Mm-hmm. Also, incredible sword fights in this in this film. With Mandy Patinkin, Mandy Patinkin playing um, yeah. Montoya. Oh, I haven't gotten it. Yeah. Mandy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is 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 Mandy the Pyacon of this film? You'd say. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. Okay. We could talk about that because his whole story. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know either him or Andre the Giant, but yeah, definitely. He's, he's more side. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Right. So, uh, two. Um. They were like, we Rob Ryan, the director, is like, I don't want to use no stunt doubles. I want to like have the camera clearly on you guys and have you guys in. So they're like, so they got them these three like master sword. From, Master Sword Fighters mm-hmm. who did like Errol Flynn Robin Hood movies back in right, the day. Right, right, right. right. Like, you guys are going to learn this. And they're like, well, they're going to need a lot of time to learn it. And they're like, okay, we'll shoot, this, we'll shoot this, the sword thing last. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, great. So they had months and months and months just to prep it. Um, K. Rules broke his foot like the day before the, the, the day before um, filming it mm. because Andre the Giant, uh, they, they, they shot this in like um, Ireland, the hills, police, nice, beautiful plains of Ireland. And Andre the Giant, who could not a fit in a car with the rest of the crew, uh-huh. and and just needed like like, but he has to go up on a hill every now and again. They got him an ATV. They okay. had to like search all of like 1985 England or Ireland to find him an ATV. Okay. So they got him an ATV to like drive around. <laughs> um, really cute. Anyway, I, um, Andrew Giant was, was always just fucking around on ATV, and he like goaded, um, Carrie Ulls to like try to one day. And as soon as Kerry was got an A to B, boom, broken foot same time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so he had to do like the fight scene. You can, you can see in the fight scene, his, his, you know he's good. Mm-hmm. Look, look, concentrate on his legs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, thirdly, um, when this movie came out, it was not like a box office smash yeah. for them. And they were like really disappointed. Like he got incredible reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like not a box because no, I mean, thirty million on a budget of sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So it was not like a big, big smash for them, and that is because a movie by the name of Fatal Attraction Ooh. with Michael Douglas <laughs> came out at the same time, and the good people of the eighties were like, "No, we would like to see Michael Douglas be harassed yeah. by Glenn Close, crazy yeah. ex-girlfriend, right now." Yeah, we have no and. And then thirdly, the marketing did not want to sell the movie as. There's a lot of things it's, that you yeah, can Yeah, is it a fantasy? Is yeah. it a comedy? Is mm. it a fairy tale? Is it a rom? Like, they just didn't know. Like, how do you pitch the tone of that film? It's very difficult. I, I mean, I'm having a hard time condensing exactly. it into this half hour bit on this exactly, podcast. Exactly, yeah. right? So the marketing just straight up did not know what to do. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing now. So Kerry Ulls is basically just like, oh, well, you know, oh, well, shot in the pan. Went on to do whatever other things he does, right? Yeah. He says, like, five years later, he's in, like, a cafe in New York. Mm-hmm. And this waitress comes up to him. And she's just like, how do you like them eggs, baby? And he's just, like, sunny side up. And she turns to him. As you wish. 
<laughs> and so he's like, this is like 1989. And he's just like, what the hell? What? <laughs> like, no one has ever referenced that movie. Yeah, like, what yeah. is going on? The VHS market. Ah, yep. So, mm-hmm. and that, that is a smash fucking success mm-hmm. on VHS. Bro, this would be, this is a VHS ass movie. If I'm, if I'm looking through like the, the rental store and I'm seeing yeah. this poster and, yeah. and the title and, and the cast, yeah. I'm going, Andre the Giant? Sure, I'll watch yeah, that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, so, so this one does this one does this one does those poor like cult classics. Yeah, yeah. That most cult classics do not make a big box no, office. No, they smash, don't make a big smash. But they then... seep into the culture, right? Just because of the rewatchability of it. Yeah, which and is this is one of those movies. It's where, just like, to say where like you can never really tell what the life of a movie will be. Like this, exactly, people like to judge on opening weekend. Exactly, which yeah. you, as a business decision, I can understand that for you know. Yeah, the check needs to clear. Exactly, I get it. But culturally. The movies can have a second life, yes. um, you know. So th- my dad, I don't remember when it was that he watched it or when it was that he took it on as one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a certain point, he was just like, you have to watch this. And uh, it is one that we just, we've watched repeatedly. Um, and I think it was good for me to have seen that in that context. It was just like, I'm not being shown, you know, the classic um toxic men kind of <laughs> stories from my dad. I'm being shown a movie about kind of being vulnerable and, and, and being a, a, a good person and, you know... And not having whimsy. Having whimsy <laughs> and, and, you know, feeling like... Uh, it's like, it, like, it is... Cr- okay, I want, we should have done a whole thing about this. This isn't really speaking to the romance aspect of it. Yeah. Like Wesley and Buttercup. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that there is, A, a sword fight between the Dread Pirate Roberts and Egan Montaya... And it is one of the most respectable fights. Yeah. It is two gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 challenging each so other. So you touched like, on so it with, with Inigo Montoya being the Payakan of this movie. And yeah. it kind of is. Because he is that, that understated um, swordsman where, like, he could absolutely murderize you if right. he wanted to. But he's, he's got class. Yeah. Okay. So much like Payakan, um, the great Tolkien whale of Avatar The Way of Water, who we all know, we've all watched it, right? Yeah. <laughs> much like him, like when I walked up to Avatar, I was just like, listen, that movie was top to bottom incredible, but I'm going to be talking about that whale yeah. forever. Yeah. And much like this movie, Princess Bride is top to bottom incredible, mm-hmm. but what you are talking, what you, what you are quoting, what quote lives on forever. Yeah. My name is Indio Montaya. You could, my father prepared to that. Yeah. Right. He's just, it's just, it's just, if you had to base the, popularity and, and cultural seepiness of a line. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's that guy. And as we said, there's lots of lines in this movie. Inconceivable, yeah. uh, um, Have Fun Storming the Castle. Yes. Lots of great lines in the movie, but that is the one. And it is his delivery, also the repetition of it, yes. and, and the way in which the more he says it, the more you feel it. Yes. He, and then he, when the moment comes, you're like, you need to kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't typically opt for violence in 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 lots of forms, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't. I'm not. I, I'm pretty much a reconciliation is is the way to go. I'm a catharsis man myself. <laughs> I think. You, I think if you're justified in stabbing somebody, you should stab him. Well, that's the thing. They sold me on killing the hell out of this dude. Yeah. Uh, and there's a point where, and it, more than that line, the line for me is um, when he does face off against a six fingered man, mm-hmm. and they're you know going off and they're doing their sword fight, and he's clear. Inigo Montoya has the upper hand and he keeps saying yeah. that over and over. You killed my father, prepared to die. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepared mm-hmm. to die. And he says that over and over and he gets louder and louder with it. And um, there's a point where right before 
he's about to deliver the killing blow mm-hmm. and he says um offer me gold offer me power mm-hmm. offer me offer me land mm-hmm. um offer me everything that i've ever wanted and yeah. the guy goes anything you can dream of yeah. and um Inigo Montoya goes i want my father back you son of a bitch, bitch yeah. fucking kills him yep, yep. absolute perfect, great perfect. cinema perfect. that is cinema yep. right there yep. um and uh, of course he, that character after that happens, has no idea what to do with his life. He's yep. just like, I don't know what to do yep. here. <laughs> I've, I've, I've completed uh, my arc. This was it. Uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> then he, he is suggested to be the next Dread Pirate Roberts, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I, I like that kind of continuity yeah, of the yeah, world, yeah. of the, this kind of, you know, um, uh, cont- the, 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 the mythology of the Princess Bride that they kind of hint at. Um, because it's it's kind of just nondescript, a, a kingdom, a right. field, right. a farm. Right. It's, um, it's it's meant to be generic so that they can play around. Exactly, with yeah. and and they play around with the different ty- the archetypes of these characters, and they they make them way more compelling than just the the base of what those characters are usually. Also, um, just to say, if if I had to make a supercut of just like the best wedding scenes in a movie, yeah, the the priest who is marrying Humperdinck and Princess Buttercup. <laughs> Delivering the incredible line of marriage, <laughs> marriage. Just like yeah, I cannot express how perfectly cast this entire film. It, is. it really is, and like things every like, line delivery is no, impeccable. but things like that is just like where where does that this character shows up out of nowhere? Shows up out of nowhere and just has that iconic moment. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, so does Billy Crystal in this wow. movie, and his wife just, just Ooh, wow. Too love, yeah, yeah. Billy Crystal as like goblin wizard, <laughs> like yeah. What, what is he? <laughs> he he's he's doing Billy Crystal. He's doing he, a he's, he's doing a bit. Real Billy Crystal, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, who's who's his wife in that scene? Uh, Carol, Carol Kane, Kane, yes, grandma from the Adams family. Yeah, Crazy. yeah. Carol Kane, who was also in um, Scrooge, which we talked about that's as right, the ghost of Christmas right, present, right, and. Uh, yeah, they they their relationship as well. That's another form of love in the movie. That's with true. This, that's this true. kind of uh, bickering married couple, which yeah. a lot of people compare. I mean, even though I've only been married for about a year and a half. Are we gonna get into the bickering? Of your well, no, she's asleep at the moment. Okay, but, great. Um, no, people tend to look at us. She was like, this episode for now. We can. No, because she does, obviously she doesn't listen. She didn't hear the last that's episode right. where I called her my girlfriend. Right. Um, no, but I I a lot of the time people hear us talking and they're just like. Are, are you guys okay? Should we leave the room? Yeah. Like, uh, no, no, we're, we're, this is orbit. This is just our, marriage in shambles. Yeah, it is. It is, <laughs> <laughs> it is just bantered um, till the end of days. Um, sometimes you will overstep and you sure. will say that thing where like, all right, I got to pull back from that. Sure. Um, that's, but, what, that's what that is for. <laughs> <laughs> but typically it is, that is, that's how love looks. In So, so uh, Buttercup and, and, uh, um, Wesley, they've got the fantasy kind mm-hmm. of, you know, true um, love. True true love. Um, oh, I love you so much mm-hmm. till the end of my days. Mm-hmm. And this, this, he, he spits poetry at her in yep. this movie. Um, but <laughs> Billy Crystal, uh, Miracle Max is what his name is yes. in the movie. And Valerie is uh, Carol Kane's character. Miracle Max and Valerie, who are the, they are the, the potion makers that yeah, are, yeah. are trying to bring uh, Wesley back to life after he's... If you've seen uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, this is the latrine of the movie. I, if they haven't seen The Princess Bride, I don't know if they would have seen Robin Men in Tights. Tights. I don't know how... how... Listen, I, I'm sure there are people who have seen one and not seen the other one. Of, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. That, that could be a nice reference for them. But uh, anyway, so he's the guy that, that can come up with the, with the way to get Wesley back into top form to, to go and take the fight to Prince Humperdinck. And uh, yeah, they're just bickering the entire yep. time. But 
you can tell like she 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 all right so miracle max was screwed over by prince humperdinck yes and he just like hates to hear his name and <laughs> which not, his wife knows which his wife knows yeah. so when she finds out like all oh, these guys are trying to like get back at humperdinck she basically just like berates him yeah. and just shouts humperdinck's name to like humperdinck humperdinck humperdinck, humperdinck. humperdinck right to yep. agitate him and then she just she just the the, the the smart consoling wife is just like you idiot if you get if you if you oh um dread pirate uh, dies by the way in this yeah. movie mm-hmm. but uh, it's, it's one of those uh, magical non deaths yeah. where we can revive him using witch magic well as they said in the movie he's mostly dead mostly I can dead. I can do something with mostly right. dead okay, so he's in a coma yeah um so miracle max <laughs> it was back in the day they right, didn't really right, have right. MRIs right, right yeah yeah right, right so the 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 witch wife <laughs> Valerie. There's a you, you idiot. If you get this, if you restore this man like like back to this mortal coil, yeah, he's gonna destroy Prince Humperdinck for you. Right. And he's like, oh right. Like he doesn't say it, but he's like, oh, which is also my smart wife. Yes. Yeah, you need your smart wife yeah. who will you know call you on your bullshit and uh, bring your your worst enemy to the forefront of your mind to yep. be like, hey, don't forget the goal. Yeah, revenge. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, that that is my greatest love story ever told. Yep. Um. I think uh, until until next year. Until next year, volume two, volume two of the greatest love stories ever told. I have a whole year to prepare. Yeah, and, I, I, I hope you have, I have enough time for you to think. Yeah. Um, you let us know though what you think the greatest love story ever told is. Uh, you can at us, bro. At us, you can add us on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can at me at Damien Movies. That's D A M I Movies. On Instagram, you can follow uh, Bam at uh, Flat Bammy. F L L F L A T Bammy B A M M Y. Yeah, that's uh, Twitter. Instagram, you can find me at Damien Michael Movies. And uh, Bam? Insta, Bam, was taken. Yep. Uh, what do you be watching on this Valentine's Day? If you're going to yeah. be watching a film, uh, I mean... Who are you and your significant other boot up with? Yeah. Gonna what, chill are you, back and watch. what are you going to chill back and watch? It's a Tuesday. Y'all, y'all can't go anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, what y'all going to sit home and watch? You got lots of things to watch on them streaming services. Mm-hmm. Pick one out. See what you can get down into. Uh, but yeah, anyway... Thank you once again for listening to this episode. This has been The Movie Mandem. Uh, you can follow us at those places that I mentioned before. You can find the podcast wherever podcasts can be found. On Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can even hear it on the thing you're listening to right now. Whatever that may be, you can find it there. Uh, thank you again for listening. Oh, by the way, everybody, uh, love, un- love, hug, kiss your loved ones. And um, have a nice time. Have a nice time. Thank you. Yeah, that's a nice way to end. One more, more. We'll see you, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.